0: Everyone, welcome to caffeinated humor. You know, holidays are an odd thing. You can come from a completely different demographic of family, of ethnicities, but there's always going to be some things that tie us together. Some foods that you may have a bunch of odd side dishes, but you're going to have certain main foods. And it's interesting because if you, like, when you first start dating a girl, like, serious. And you go to her family's place for a holiday. And you start to say, wow, they really do it different than my family, but here's exactly what they do the same. And it's always fun because it it gives you a, a, a look outside of your own experience. And that's one of the things I do like about holidays is that there's some things that are always different, but then there's some things that are very comfortably the same and comfortable is a, a serious word when it comes to the holidays. The last thing you want is an uncomfortable holiday. Why? It's in the word. It's uncomfortable. But I, especially when it comes to some holidays, you you get your traditions slash addictions. You know, I can't prove that Twilight Zone is an addictive show. I do know that when it's on on Thanksgiving, I find myself watching it. At least five to ten episodes. I mean, the show was made over half a century ago, but it's still on. Half a century ago? Yeah. And it it's still there. But it's a great show. Everyone in Hollywood was on that show. Evidently, you just show up. It was kind of like maybe that was a coming of age type thing. You know, you the studio's ready for you to star in your own show in a couple of years. But have you done your Twilight Zone yet? Oh, okay, so you go and let Rod Serling. Interesting fact about Rod, he evidently was so nervous and had such bad flop sweat that they sometimes filmed three episodes in a day, and he had to change his jacket in between each time on uh, camera because he would sweat so bad. He would have huge pit stains. But he didn't trust anybody else to do it. He wrote most of them. And guess what? Nobody else could have done it. It wouldn't be the same show. And that's just one holiday tradition. You go to Christmas, I have two of them. There's two shows that are like my traditions. They might be addictions, I don't know. I do know that if I don't get them in a few times and see them, my holidays are fucked. So that certainly sounds like an addiction. Uh, It's a Wonderful Life, Jimmy Stewart... And I can never remember the name of his wife, but God, she's just like the... She's the sleeper piece of ass. I mean, just the hot girl. And then... Christmas Story. Gotta see what Ralphie's up to. And it's the same shit every year. You've seen that show a couple dozen times. I could lip-sync it at this point, but I still enjoy seeing it. And as much as I thought they would be part of my adult life... I can't remember the last time I saw any of those really bad claymation shows. The uh, Santa Claus, the Frosty, the Snowman, all of the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. can't remember the last time I actually saw any of them. And yet they live forever. Every generation for the last four has watched those shows on Christmas. To the point that... Mike Myers, who was one of the driving forces behind the Shrek franchise, they asked him why he did Shrek the Halls. He said, because when I was little, we laid in front of the TV and we watched Charlie Brown Christmas. And we watched Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And he named all the same ones I'd watched. And he says, and it occurs to me that if you make a good Christmas show, you're now immortal. And guess what he did? He did Shrek the Halls. It's on every year now. It's fighting for time with Charlie Brown Christmas. So it's, I, I think it's an a interesting thing. How sudden, because we do things year in, year out, they suddenly become the tradition. Which is kind of the definition of defini- definition of tradition. But just not even a good tradition. Might just be something you got stuck doing. Does that make it a tradition or does that just mean you're fucked every year? You don't know. Or do you do them because that's what you do? You know, it's like my... We used to go to my Aunt Cheryl's house for Thanksgiving for Christmas. Well, for Thanksgiving mainly. But she was a caterer. So she she was good at cooking for entire huge groups and it worked out. And... It was weird one of the first years I didn't go there. It wasn't that I used to look forward to going to Cheryl's. It wasn't that I was like, oh, I have to go to Cheryl's. It's like, no, I just ended up at Cheryl's every year. And then the one year I didn't, I was like, why am I not at Cheryl's? And it just seemed so odd because I wasn't following tradition. And speaking of traditions, today's episode is called Peeps, Damn It on today's Caffeinated Humor. Easter is all about the ham. As far as personal addictions go, and I know a little thing about this sort of thing, ham's a fairly mellow one, but it's still there. It's not as bad as crack or heroin, so you'd never steal your mom's jewelry or blow anyone in an alleyway. Ham is very subtle. It starts with the first couple of slices before dinner. You sneak a few bites here and there. Seems innocent. Then dinner comes up. You begin nomming a serious pile of honey-baked pig. And then a little after dessert, you find yourself in the kitchen. For whatever reason, your mind is drummed up, and you're snacking more ham. If you're lucky, it's still on the counter, and you can, like, snatch and go. And if not, you got to sneak a knife out the drawer and go after it cold in the fridge, and it's on the wrong shelf, so you're at a bad angle, and it's tough to cut. But it's still ham. And I mean, an hour or two after dinner, your first ham sandwich, like a little slice of heaven with mayo, touch of salt, white bread. Now, Easter is a family thing for me. As noisy and out there as my family is, they are mine, which means noisy. Not a lot of mousy going on here. Easter brunch is a lot of cooked meats and mimosas. Now, mimosas go well with breakfast, and thank God I don't have them that often, because I tend to run my mouth a little bit when I drink. And that is never gonna be Easter Sunday proper. There's also an evil Easter-oriented addiction, thankfully, that I've never picked up, peeps. For those that don't know, peeps are an evil combination of Twinkies, crack cocaine, and candy corn. Twinkies, for the vile nutritional facts, I mean, who knows what's in them, really? Crack because of the addiction factor, and candy corn for that chain-to-the-holiday thing that means they're never, ever going to go away. If it's Easter, peeps are on the shelf. Like a drug dealer on the corner. They're there. And much like candy corn, if it doesn't sell this year, they put it in the back so they can sell it next year, mainly because that shit lasts forever. Much like a Twinkie. I fear peeps. It's kind of a pussy thing to admit, but it is there in the back of my head. Time to go drown my sorrows in some coffee.